How many 2020 jokes have you heard uh, this year, Cameron? Like 2020 vision jokes? I don't know. It just seems like one of those New Year's where it's like, I can make jokes about my vision. Yeah. Um, well, it's a good, I mean, it's a good year. It's, it's a got, really symmetrical year. It's you built know for I mean? memes, I think, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've seen a lot of weird stuff about like 2020 is is like supposed to be like a refresh, you know? Like a lot of people, I know that it happens every year, but mostly most years they're like, eh, whatever. But 2020 is like, it's like, this is a new decade, you know? I don't know. I, I find New Year's resolutions frustrating. Um, not because, I don't know, like I don't usually do any specifically. People, people say, well, what do you want to do in the new year? And usually I'm just like, well, I'd like to be better at life. I think that's probably a good guess. Um, something close to that. But I think what drives me nuts is the end of the year where people are like, 2019 sucked. Because they, <laughs> those are the same people that said 2018 sucked and then 2017 sucked. And uh, let me just say, like, come on, guys. You got to count your blessings, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta look on the bright side. Now, I get it. Some people do have... Uh, life isn't easy. You might, have a, you might have a hard time in some situations, but let's, let's try to be a little bit positive. That, that, that's kind of my thought. Although, you know, Tim Smith told me that I am not, I was not positive on our decade recap. Yeah. Well, just, looking back at the decade, it's, it's kind of been a weird one, you know? It just breeds depression, I guess. It I does, think a little well, bit. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think what I told him is I'm not very fond of the 2010s. There was a lot of stupid things that happened. So, for me, it kind of felt like an eye roll. He's like, you just hate nostalgia. I'm like, bro, literally my show is built around nostalgia. Everything <laughs> comes from something is the fact that we're looking back on stuff. That's basically the point of it. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, the 2010s, they were a weird, tumultuous time. You think about how quaint everything was back in, like, 2010, 2011. You know what I mean? Like, there was something... I feel like a, a real weird shift happened from 2012 to 2014, you know? And then things kind of just went off the rails from from there. And now, hey, how about some of that here. positivity, Cameron? <laughs> well, I was just talking about it. Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Comes From Something, episode 77, right? I, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? We're always questioning the number No, I think point. it's 76. Nope. I'm pretty sure it's not. Okay. Who knows? Right. Well, you'll know in the title. Does it even matter? You're <laughs> listening anyways. My name is Isaac Ransom. <laughs> I'm Cameron Tuttle. And welcome to the new year. New... Uh, everything comes from something. New that's, decade. That's what the episode is. How it's do you a, how do you feel about the decade conversation? Well, it's not the new decade because it's not 2021. Well, there is no zero. No, I hate I hate that. It's a new decade. Let's just call it that. Yeah. Let's just you're call gonna it call that. 2022 to tw- to 2031 a decade? No, come on. I don't. What know. are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we already say my name? What's yeah, my name? yeah, yeah. You did. Oh no, nah, no. Nah. I'm Isaac Ransom. Oh, nah, nah. You know, Thanks I, for joining. You know, I actually like really love Rihanna. Uh, me too. I think Dude, she's I, I was. I actually sat there because I heard that song yesterday, mm-hmm. and then I looked at her artist page. I'm like, dang, she these, this music out, slaps. Yeah, even her last album was just like spectacular. Like, yeah. like track after track. Like She went from like ratchet singer to like <laughs> R&B master, you know? Well, yeah, I, I feel like... I feel like she still throws a bit in, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Take a listen to her like top five. Yeah, it's some fantastic. of it is throwback, and some of it's that new album. You're like, whoa, 
Yeah. No. Clean, I, dude. I, I actually like really love Rihanna. I think she unpopular opinions, but I like her better than Beyonce, to be honest. Me too. Who um, cares about the queen? Yeah, it's it's not that. It's just like I find her style a little bit more versatile and like I just I don't know. She's got an attitude to her that you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. There's more definitely. flavor. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think so. Did you say your name? Yeah, we said our name already. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm getting old. Well, you know what we didn't say? What? There's one thing that we didn't say that we um, because forgot of, to mention. I'll, I'll need some senile treatment. Uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash podcast, where you can throw a, a few dollars our way uh, for the medical bills and my brain surgery. Um, <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, but yeah, you can get your questions read on air. You can get a... Free episode called Nothing to Do with Anything every month. And we know our Patreons did not get an episode last month in December. But there is a reason for that. One, the holidays are busy. I know this is already a horrible sales pitch. Two, (laughs) in January, we have a special Nothing to Do with Anything. And the reason being is that, one, you missed one if you're already a Patreon. So you'll get a special one that's a little bit longer this month. And two, if you're not subscribed, now's your chance to get in on it you're going to get a really awesome drop that probably is going to have more effort than the continuing future. <laughs> nothing to do with anything. It's because the show's about nothing. So again, if you like what we're doing here and everything comes from something, check us out. Patreon.com slash ECFS podcast. And if you don't have some money, tell friends, tell family, give us a rating on iTunes. By the way, I see those ratings. We have new ratings on iTunes. Yeah. It used to be like 18 ratings. Now we have 22. Heck yeah. So we appreciate you guys. The few of you that actually listened to the instructions at the beginning. (laughs) It's wonderful. Today's episode is about the video games of the decade. Yes, we are going to be milking this decade till we die or until the next decade comes around. It's easy content. Easy content. But it also gives us something to talk about. Um, well, and there's a lot, there's actually a lot to, to look back on. I, I really enjoyed our decade, me and Jesus decade discussion of the movies. Um, because I think there was so much, like going back all the way to 2010, that was kind of my, uh, well, I, I said in that podcast, the early the early teens um, was like my formation of, of myself, like coming, t- like movies, movies basically um, invaded my mind during that time. Wow, that is an interesting way of putting it. Um, and... And it's interesting to go back and look at like the early stuff from that decade and, and be like, oh, I don't remember this coming out at all. And then, you know, over over the next, you know, basically after anything after 2012, I was like, oh, yeah, I was up on that. You know, I've, I've, I've and I've I think video games is going to be really interesting for us, too, because I think both of us were a little bit more involved throughout the whole decade. Right. Um with with video games and i don't know i think it's going to be i think it's going to be a fun discussion yeah so what we're going to do is we're going to go year by year talk about some of the game releases uh the standouts and we're getting these lists basically from google uh towards the end of the conversation we will be talking about 2019 and its recent game releases which we sort of covered in an episode back with our holiday games release schedule and of course cameron and i will give our games of the decade sort of in a loose list form what you should check out um i like what you're saying though about film and how it kind of just exploded into your life and how it started to impact you how you got more and more into the culture whereas in games you were tapped in sort of from the beginning yeah and i think the cool thing about this decade for video games is you've really seen a 
just an explosion in production value, almost 100%. like a, a a transcendence in like. I I feel like the 2010s to 2012s games did not have an innovation. There was just a like a stuck point of like this is what video games are, and there's promise and potential, and the decade really came to fruition for that potential. Right. Um. Like you just look at 2019 games like Death Stranding, just such a different, weird AAA experience um, that I don't even know how I feel about yet. Mm. Like is so different than the list of games from 2011, right? Yeah. Which is the year of threes, is what I like to call it, and, and we'll see why. But I think we're gonna kind of get into those themes again. Uh, we talk about a lot of different things on everything comes from something. This one is gonna be game focus. Uh, if you're not into video games, one, we encourage you to give them a chance. There's a lot out there. Uh, there's so much. Yeah, there's a lot there's of... stuff for everybody. There really is. There really is. And yeah. I, for most people, it's like, well, we only like... Or, like, movies are consumable. That's something easy. But, like, someone Sometimes. like my girlfriend, Jules, she doesn't like video games. I've been playing them a long time. I understand where she's coming from. I sat her down. We started playing Overcooked. She loved it. Yeah, okay. same with Keanu. There's yeah. a, there are specific games that if you know where you're looking, um, we can recommend some. Actually, Cameron, that's probably a great episode to yeah, talk about like, games not for gamers. Yeah, I, I, Untitled Goose Game. We should year. we should do we should do that on yeah. that episode. Yes, sure. we're gonna actually. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> You'll probably hear that episode eventually. Games for non gamers, just I'll like look- movies for non moviegoers. Are you, uh, is there non-moviegoers? I feel like a lot of people like movies. I think a lot of people think they like movies until they watch a movie that sucks. That hurts. Yeah, them. like me and Ghost Story. No, but I mean like a movie that's challenge. Like most people like movies, but once they watch a movie that like actually challenges them, I think they there's like low low retention rates for that. Well, I think, and this is a conversation with any entertainment medium, is how prepared are you as an audience member or a player of video games to be challenged, right? Mm, yeah. And I think with video games, challenge comes more easily. With the territory. It's right. like, it's one of the points of the game. You know? Right. You can play a game like, well, here, in 2010, Call of Duty Black Ops came out. And that, uh, that, I mean, this is one of my favorite games. I've talked about this game endlessly on the podcast. It was such a crucial point for me and, and my love for first-person shooters and whatnot. Black Ops 1, it provides an experience that is pretty much zero challenge in the campaign. You can have a crazy, wild Michael Bay movie experience <laughs> to a multiplayer competitive scene where it's like you have the most challenge, which is the people of the world. Right, yeah, you're 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 playing against them, and then you can also play a cooperative challenge experience with zombies. Right, that's like a a balanced trifecta. So that game sold like hotcakes. Right, yeah. it was just really easy, and, and the formula wasn't beaten to death yet. Right, yeah. Call of Duty was still at the at the top of its game. So, whereas a film, you know, if you're challenged by a film, I can see people being frustrated by that. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, you walk in, you're like, I'm here to relax. Oh, what the heck is this? You know. Yeah, you see, yeah, that's that's what I mean, basically, is, like, a lot of people like movies that you can just kind of turn off your brain, and, and you know, there's 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 definitely utility to that, you yeah. know, there's definitely um, a purpose for that, and that's why, you know, something like Avengers Endgame, or, you know, one of those, one of those movies is, like, 
is nice. It's easily consumable. You know, you can you can sit back with your popcorn and and enjoy it. But then every now and then people will come across a movie um that I think is really like um the right amount of challenge. Yeah, yeah. I and th- that's actually what I what I think give a, a ton of credit to someone like Christopher Nolan. Mm. Um I think he pumps the entertainment and the challenge in like such a synergy that that like the end product is is like perfectly woven, you know. Yeah. Um whereas, you know, a, a lot of filmmakers just say, uh, who cares about the entertainment aspect?" Oh, I want to give something that's hard to swallow, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um and that that's enjoyable for someone like me, but I can see why it's not for most people. Yeah, I think this this idea really taps into why games can be hard to approach yeah. as well. Yeah. Um but I think instead of derailing our decade conversation, let's do it. Let's let's, let's get in. into it. So 2010 Kind of a big year. Huge year. Uh, the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 are still on top of the game. A, a majority of these games, besides the Nintendo titles, will probably only be available to be played through Xbox One backwards compatibility or PC. Um, unless you have a 360, you don't mind dusting off, but a lot of people at this or point... Or <laughs> Shut up. We don't talk about that. Uh, no. <laughs> um, or, you know, most people don't have the patience to set up an old console that they're not using. Yeah. So... I have a PS3 sitting collecting dust in my, in my living I room. I set mine up this year, actually. Yeah, I know you did. Yeah. Um, did, you, did you ever have... See, my PS3 was the second wave. Yes. It wasn't the, the, the big Spider-Man logo font. PS3, yes, the, yes. the big, the fat one. Right. It was the second one. And then there was the third one that had like the really terrible, like sliding I've, top. I've played on all hate, three. Hate that one. Um, but I, but the, the second one, that was like the best wave. Yep. Seriously. So good. But the first, I mean, the first wave, even though it was chunky, it could play PS2 games. It was like a benefit. It was like a, yeah. a opportunity cost. Yeah, exactly. One. Let's get into some games. Mass Effect 2. Came out in 2010. This is one that's been on my backlog for a while. I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. Any experience, Cameron, with nope, this game? Never okay, played Okay, let's it. move on. Then. All right. Um, Fallout New Vegas. I never played New Vegas, but I, I hear it's one of the best Fallout. I, I hear it is the best Fallout game. I got New Vegas on PC, and I think I just have a weird bias against Bethesda games. It just didn't catch me. I thought Fallout 3 caught me more, Mm. which I was surprised by. I actually really enjoyed Fallout 3. Yeah. Well, this is, this is Obsidian made. So the people who made the Outer Outer Worlds this year. Yes. Um, And I, I hear from what I understand. And again, I I haven't played it, but um, from what I understand, this is a um, really interesting game about, about, different choices like it's a very choice-based game yes um in a way and similar to how fallout 3 was um but less you know less involved in the rpg elements more involved in like the storytelling elements this is what i what i understand fallout new vegas is supposed to have some of the best character choices yeah um for a fallout game and i know my friend jd uh really loves this game it is hideous. You go back and play it. Uh, it doesn't look good. I I just I can't really recommend people going back to check it out. Um, as much as the fans will say that it is one of the best, if you want to play an Obsidian game, try Outer Worlds. Mm, yeah, 100%. Because um, I actually had fun playing Outer Worlds. I loved it. 
I thought it, I thought it was more. It was surprisingly more entertaining than I, I expected. Yeah. Um, did I finish it? I gave it about an hour and a half, and I was like, "This is great for people who like this. I think it's good. I have too many games to play right now." Yeah, that's that was kind of how I. What happened to me is I played about I think probably six or eight hours, um, and I just fell off because, well, I think Call of Duty came out around that same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Modern Warfare really good this year, but we've yeah. talked enough about it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Call of Duty, like I said, Black Ops. I'm not gonna. I've I've sung it this game's praises enough. Mm. Uh, it's it's still fun till this day. One of the traditions I have in the holidays is is uh, playing Black Ops with mm-hmm. my friend Bob. Yeah. And this Christmas, we started playing again. He was like, there's no one playing this game. He was wrong. <laughs> there was lobbies, laggy lobbies populated, Dang. okay? One of the third matches we played, he threw across the map Tomahawk and hit someone. <laughs> and we flipped out, dude. Like, we legit flipped out playing the game. We were like, no way. Like, you just smoked that kid. And the kid sent us an Xbox message and was like, Dude, sick cross the map. And I was like, for a second, I was teleported back to 2010. Yeah, yeah I was 100%. like, whoa, dude, like, it's good to be back, you know? <laughs> so what I'm saying is, you look at New Vegas, which I know a lot of people online will say is a much better game than Black Ops 1. But I go back to play Black Ops 1, and it still holds up, surprisingly. Uh, the grind's fun. It's just... I don't know even know how I can still find a match, but it's it's really great. And yeah. the fact that it's backwards compatible on 360 means the population is still existent on you know popular nights like Friday nights, weekends, and things yeah. like that. Hundred so. percent. Yeah. So this year, um, another little game that I think actually we touched on is an accessible one um, is Limbo. Uh, mm. I think Limbo is something that everybody should give a shot uh, because it's very easy to to play um but it's also very like surreal and dark and very um it's it's a it's a gorgeous game but it's also very haunting in the same way yeah yeah Um, i i played limbo for a little bit i i wasn't overly fond of it i i I don't know it didn't catch me the way that it did with some people but i will give it credit for its art design Mm -hmm. really cool atmosphere for sure i played i played limbo when it came to vita um, yeah good platform to play and it was i mean i i was blown away by it but just the atmosphere and the you know the puzzles were really were really great and and interesting um but like the atmosphere and the the themes of the game are, are just like really gorgeous Definitely. Um, and Haunting. Another game that came out that year was um, Red Dead Redemption, the original. And I, I I, also have a hard time recommending people go back and play this game. But... I agree. I think if you, if you can handle games that look pretty old, um, I think this game is really fantastic. Um, the story is fantastic. Incredible soundtrack. Oh, oh yeah. Just so gorgeous. I think I listened to the soundtrack more than I played the game. Yeah. Because I didn't get this game when it came out. I gave it a couple tries to play. Just a little slow of a start. Uh, it's aged. Definitely. Um, we're going to talk about Red Dead 2 in 2018. Yeah. That game... It, I, masterpiece. I, a yeah, masterpiece. I would. I definitely like. If you want a Red Dead fix, I think that's where you go. Yeah. No, I, I agree. But I think I think if you if you really enjoyed Red Dead Two and you haven't played um, Red Dead One, I would I would give it a try and see sort of where that story goes. You know, I, I think it's really interesting. The story still holds up. Yeah. I think it's I think it's fantastic. 
Um, Super and, Mario Galaxy 2? Yeah, I didn't play this one. I did. But I did play uh, Super Mario Galaxy 1, and if that was in the decade, it would be on my top list. Yeah. I like Mario Galaxy 2. Not as much as some people. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. It's also... Um, Exiled to the Wii platform. Yeah. You can't play it. <laughs> That's a problem. So, you know, what I would say is if you have a Switch, which is a better console, um, get Mario Odyssey. It's fantastic. Mm, mm, mm. Um, we got to get through this. I mean, we're already 20 minutes in and we're not even done with 2010. I would also like to just mention before we move on, Mag came out this year. <laughs> Kill me, dude. Kill me. <laughs> I loved that game. It's dead now. Uh, you can't go back and play it. A couple big notes from, from this year. A lot of people like Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Didn't give it any time. Nope. Uh, God of War 3 came out in 2010. Didn't play it. Uh, Halo Reach, one of my absolute favorites. I recommend it. It's out on the Master Chief Collection. It's 10 bucks on Steam. The game is dope. One of the best Halo campaigns. The last huzzah for Bungie. Mm. Um, now's the time to go back and play it. People are on those servers. Yep. So Halo Reach, highly recommend it, especially through the Master Chief Collection. Um, another small one I want to give a shout out to in 2010 was Vanquish. Uh, it is a, oh, what's the company that does uh, Bayonetta? Platinum? Yeah. Platinum so. Games third-person shooter. This game is frenetic. It's exciting. I think Vanquish is great. It is worth going back and playing. Yeah. The movement at 60 frames a second on Steam. Woo! And I think there's ways you can get access to it uh, on the current-gen consoles somehow. Mm. Whether that's through PlayStation Now or backwards compatibility. Vanquish is great. Um, I also want to shout out one more in 2010 because this is, I mean, this is when I'm a high schooler. Yeah. Okay. So these are, these are the classics that people don't really talk about for Wait, me. Wait, were we in high school? Yeah. In 2010? Uh, well, we no, might be we, finishing I think up middle school. I think it was eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Us. Um, Cameron, I know that you're not, you didn't see this, but split seconds on here. Did you play that game? No. Okay. Just kidding. The one that I did play is called Blur and it was oh, a- you know what? I- a split second was the was a racing game, right? Yes, yes. Yes, I did play that I game. I know you did. That was fantastic. It was yeah. so much fun. Is that the one where you could do destruction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So fun. So I love Blur. One, because it was one of the four-player split-screen games on PlayStation 3. And also because it was like Mario Kart with like muscle cars. I don't know. It was it was a, it was a great time. But I think we've talked enough about 2010. Those are some of my favorites from there. Um, let's get into 2011. Huge year. Uh, shout out to executive producer Darren O'Neill. Uh, Skyrim came out in 2011. So th- I know that's like his favorite game. There's a lot mm. of people's, I mean, what can we say about Skyrim? They keep putting it out on different, on different <laughs> consoles. Um, you know what? I, I really hated this game when it came out. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've had an itch to play it yeah. because it's out on switch. Mm. I really want to play it on switch. Yeah. Uh, just the idea of playing it handheld. That game is so massive. I'm like, I'm really excited to go back and revisit it. I played it on PlayStation 3, which was the worst platform to play it when it came out. There um, was a glitch where if you got into water yeah. with armor, <laughs> it would brick your game. It would, yeah, it would brick <laughs> my console. So I understandably <laughs> frustrated, but some of the autosave features on the newest version, the definitive dish, edition of Skyrim, um, this game holds up. Yeah, I want to say that this game holds up. It's still fun to play. See, I played it um, a little bit. I played probably about two hours of it on the, when it came to to PS4, um, and I thought it was good. I just didn't didn't go back to it. I guess. Let me tell you something, Skyrim. This is the way you should play it. Suffer through the first two hours of the game. Just just listen to me here. Once you kill the first dragon and you get a shout. 
you don't have to pay attention to the story anymore. You can just go off and have fun. <laughs> and that's the best way to play it because once you get that first shout, you're then allowed to acquire more shouts. Yeah. yeah. And um, then you could just start like breaking the game with physics and stuff and you can really find some cool... There's just a ton of awesome art and environments mm. uh, in there. I've watched way more Skyrim than I've played it. My dad put so many hours. I just sat there and watched him play it. Yeah. And it, it gets pretty epic. It is It is pretty good. Yeah. So, um, so I just want to shout out four games in a row because this year was huge for me as a gamer. Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think, well, okay, three games first. Um, Portal 2, mm. Batman Arkham City. Yep. And Battlefield 3. These these three games like really defined um, my my experience my gaming experience for basically the next probably three years I I, I sunk so many hours into Battlefield Three so many <laughs> Battlefield Three is pretty good yeah. it's amazing it's an incredible game yeah I remember just playing um, that one map on the docks. Um, canals, yeah, canals, dude. North Shaw canals, and and just just running around and and absolutely stomping people. It was like <laughs> so fun. Um, Portal Two, I I I I got almost all of the plat or all of almost all of the trophies except for the uh, multiplayer ones. There was a bunch of co op multiplayer ones that I was like, I don't have any friends. I'm not gonna play oh, this. Too bad. Too um, bad. And Batman Arkham City, I got. Um, again, almost all of the trophies, except there were these challenges where you had to, um, you had to beat. They were like outside of the main story game, um, and there were challenges with different players, uh, like different characters, and you would have to beat these challenges um, and get a certain percentage or get a certain like ranking. And in order to do that, you would have to basically um, have a flawless run of you you beating everybody up um and comboing it the the entire time basically that was mm. the only way you could get the platinum and there were like 25 of these yeah and so i i gave up i i think i got like 15 <laughs> down and i was like i, I can't do this anymore 2011's the year of threes man I oh mean, yeah you got uncharted 3 modern warfare 3 battlefield 3 resistance 3 gears of war 3 <laughs> kill zone 3 mm. and i think that was saints a, row the third yeah there you go <laughs> those are the, the last ones and then randomly you got mario kart 7 sitting in there which i want to say on 3ds is probably one of my favorite mario kart games Ever, mm. I own the world record for one of the tracks. Really, with a gl- with a glitch, they patched it after I got it. Um, <laughs> there was a glitch where you could skip like half the track, and like I I don't know if I still hold it, but for a while I held it for like two years. Yeah, yeah. Um, they patched the glitch, and so you couldn't do it anymore. But dang, yeah, yeah. I so, really liked Mario Kart Seven. So Uncharted Three was one that I didn't play at the time. Um, but I did go back and play it when the Nathan Drake collection came out. I loved Uncharted 3's multiplayer. It's f- uh, well, I didn't play the multiplayer. Yeah, the but multiplayer, it's fantastic. the multiplayer, and the co-op was so fun yeah. for me. Uncharted 3 was such a bang for your buck. Value. Oh yeah, 100%. and if you want to play the campaign, like go do it. The Uncharted collection is free on PlayStation Plus this month. Um, check it out. It's a great, it's a thrill ride, fun Michael Bay, good story, right? But what the collection doesn't capture is how that game became like a social platform for me. Um, there was co-op survival and then a co-op campaign you could play together. Yeah. 
and a multiplayer with a ton of cosmetics that were ahead of its time. And then they had this feature called Uncharted TV, which was in the small right-hand corner when you boot up the multiplayer menu. And it was like theater mode videos that the community Mm. made. Like Uncharted 3 totally nailed like the early 2010 multiplayer era. And was it the most popular game? No, Call of Duty and Battlefield was. But like this game sunk so much of my time uh, with my friends. We would just... We would just play the crap out of that. And mm. I just remember my friends screaming at me because you'd play co-op missions and Friendly Fire was on and I'd always end up sniping my friends <laughs> on accident. <laughs> I was just trying to get hedge. Yeah. So, I mean, that one that one does have a really special place in my heart. Mm. Um, I want to say Killzone 3 and uh, Resistance 3 never got around to playing them. Did they come out the same year? Yeah. Wow. And I really want to go back. Yeah, I, I want to go back too. I want to... I wanna, get the collection of those games and, and revisit them because I think that there's something special there. Mm. Did you ever play Little, Little Big Planet 2? No. Fantastic game. I played Little Such Big, a good platformer. I, I don't really get Little Big Planet. I, th- I always thought it felt a little floaty. It is. It is. Um, um, yeah. But it's, I spent so much time on the create mission, like a create, the creative missions yeah. because it was the first time that, that like a, a, like you said, kind of a social hub exploded where it was like it was like people were were making insane stuff um that that you really had no you had no idea how to get through and like some of it was garbage some of it was like absolutely brilliant um and weeding that out was really fun i also uh put a lot of time into infamous 2 yes um that's a good one i actually went i literally played it this year yeah and it's still awesome it's so good it makes you feel like like you're unstoppable. Yeah. It's yeah. like an it's an incredible feeling game. Um I am really excited for uh for their new upcoming game. Uh what's it called? Um uh uh what is it called? Something Shadow Ninja. It's like Yeah, it's it's not sh- Shadows of No, 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 sh- no. That's um that's the From Software game. What 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 am I what are we thinking of? Hold on. It's I'll, the Sucker Punch it. game. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm sorry. This hurts. This hurts to be saying out loud. I should know it. Um, But well, I'm thinking of Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Yes, that's what it Shadows is. Shadows of I mean, that are Not, yeah, not an easy title to whatever. remember, but... Whatever. Uh, um, speaking of, like, superheroes and, and feeling strong, I forgot to mention that Force Unleashed 2 came out in 2010. Oh, I uh, love that game. I really enjoyed so much fun. Uh, Force Unleashed during this decade. Yeah. Um, Played it two days ago as well i played really? yeah i went back on steam and, so and tried funny. it out it is a power trip yeah um, because i've been playing jedi fallen order and it starts to cut into that feeling once you get more and more leveled up and understand the combat yeah but force unleashed it's like there's no difficulty you are just oh no a legend. you just you you absolutely massacre these stormtroopers <laughs> and it's it's like the most fun and i loved i loved comboing different things so yep. i'd like i'd like pick one up and throw my lightsaber and then i'd like electrocute one and then like like throw a box into another one and you're just <laughs> my like, favorite is like because i went back and played it you can lift up people and yeah. throw them at other people yeah 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 and then there's also like an ability in the second one you can lift up a guy throw your lightsaber into him it's like it's like cauterizing him while he's stuck on there twitching out and then you can start shooting lightning yeah, at him at the yeah, same time it's just like just like this game is insane. nuts dude yeah. um yeah really fun i i had like the legendary editions or something on steam and so i was playing a mission where you 
it's like rewriting Star Wars history. So you can go and hunt down Luke Skywalker, Ben Kenobi, and like yeah, really weird. I remember there there was some weird like non-canon stuff. Yeah, there's that, like off-canon DLC stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, and another one one of the like images that's burned into my brain from that game was you go to you go to Kashyyyk, and then you. I think you fall into like some sort of a pit. It's like a Sarlacc pit or yeah, something. Yeah. And then all of these tentacles are like following you oh. and you can cut off the tentacles. That is disturbing. It's that like I, really, that. yeah, it's really disturbing. All right. Anything else from 2011 you want to mention? Huge year. Yeah. Big year. So massive. I I mean, there's so much stuff. Dead Space 2, did you ever play? Nope. Nope. I didn't Fantastic. Play. You should play the first one though. Um, it's really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, great year. 2012? Let's talk about it. We got Far Cry 3, which was a pretty big uh, impact punch. I went back back to revisit Far Cry 3 on Xbox, backwards compatibility. Mm -hmm. Um, I see why it's cool. Like, I see why people like it. I played Far Cry 4. They have very similar Mm. uh, feeling, but there is something cool about Far Cry 3. I I, I liked Far Cry 4 a lot. Um, I liked the setting, and the story was kind of ridiculous and nonsensical, but, like... It was fun to kind of just like click off those, check off those boxes. You know, it was yeah. just like the the fetch quests and then like the traversal Super and the Ubisoft. land. It's really fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rip Telltale, but they're Walking Dead season one. I played that out. when it came out. And yeah. It was. I played just season one and and I loved it. I uh, loved it. I wonder if it's still easy to go back to and play because I the last Telltale game that I apparently platinumed was the Batman, Batman. <laughs> the Batman Telltale game, which. Um, it's like one of those games you play, I feel like Telltale games, you play one and, and you've played enough. Yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? I totally agree. Uh, but you're really vested in it when you play yeah. one. And I would actually say that Telltale games are a great game for people who, uh, aren't gamers normally. Yeah. Um, but I might recommend, uh... Detroit Become Human instead. Totally. That is a... <laughs> Which is a much it's an better... incredible game. Um, ...version of that. Mass Effect 3 came out. Never, like I said, didn't play Mass Effect. Uh, no. Who knows? Borderlands 2? Love that game. It's, it's so really, good. Yeah. It, I actually... I think it's one of my favorite of the decade. I liked it, but then I played it this year in the spring... Uh, ...with my friend Bob, and it, who's been on the show, and it was... A lot better than I remembered. Yeah. Uh, granted, playing it on PC was fun, but we basically grinded up to level thirty to get to the end game content, and mm. it was just a it was a great uh, great time. Like it was an ode to a older looter shooter, which doesn't really exist anymore. Besides, uh, Borderlands Three, which came out, which is great. Uh, recently, I'm I'm putting a time into that, but. Um. Dude, do you remember when Assassin's Creed Three came out and I, it was so promising, and then it. It was so terrible. For for, for uh, idiots like us who love history so much, actually, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed 3 pitched itself as an uh, uh, like a platform uh, platformer assassin game in the Revolutionary War time, which is, it's just a, a really cool, unique scene. It's awesome. The yeah. first four hours of that game are atrocious, and they're extremely it's boring. So bad. <laughs> um, do not play that game. No, it's um, bad. Um, this again is the year, I think this is the year that the PlayStation Vita came out and this is the year at Christmas time where I got a PlayStation Vita yes, me and too. I started to play Gravity Rush. Um, well I finished Gravity Rush. I played, uh, I didn't play Persona 4 Golden this year, but it came out this year. Um, and I started playing a bunch of like indie games on the Vita that I like never would have picked up. 
Yeah, one of them I want to shout out is uh, Sound Shapes, mm, which great. is yeah. a very unique platformer. But it's what's weird about it is it's not really a platformer about getting to the end of the level. Mm. It's a platformer about experiencing music. And essentially, there is a metronome in the background of the stage. And the up and down of the stage are the different is a scale of notes. And then there are these little coins you collect that represent notes in the scale. It's very hard to describe incredible art. Uh, the music is designed by uh, electronic artists that you probably know. One being Dead Mouse uh, is yeah. one of the featured artists on there. Wait, did Dead Mouse die? No, I don't know. No, 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 no. That was um, Avicii. No, Avicii yeah, died. yeah, yeah. Not Dead Mouse. He, yeah. He's not dead. Um, but really cool. And then they had a user-generated thing where people could make their own music using the sampled bits from the past levels created by the artists. Mm. So just a super unique game. Highly recommend it on Vita. Um, just solid, solid indie title. Yeah. So uh, one, before we move on, because uh, I feel like we got to speed through these. Yeah, we got to get going. Yeah. Um, Hotline Miami came ooh, out that ooh. year, and I sunk so much time into this game on the Vita, and it it like it kills me. Every now and then I'll still pick up the Vita. That's the first game I play. Yeah. Um, and it's it's incredible. It's like... It, I think it is a masterpiece, actually. I played it on PC. Absolutely loved every second of it. Yeah, the music, the 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 difficulty, and how easily you you get back into the action, and it's just so so good. It's pretty so heart pounding too. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, great year for indie titles. Journey came out. A lot of people mm. paid attention to that one. I Super artsy. It existential if that's the right word you're kind of just walking i don't know it's pretty it's very pretty <laughs> um and and people cry at the end because mm. it, let me tell you something it's an allegory for life that's what it is sure yeah. um spec ups the line uh people got mind bended by that one i heard it was great and but. fez super gorgeous uh indie game as well i think i put uh, 30 minutes into that game and I got confused and yep, I stopped. Yep, yep, me too. <laughs> me too. But it is pretty. And Counter-Strike Go. That's the big one. I, I was yeah. gonna I was gonna end on that note. Yeah. But CSGO still uh, standing strong. Literally people still play it. Do not play it on Xbox 360 no. or... Or PS3. Three. Uh, there's a PS great... Um, there's a great video documentary about how the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 versions of the game are a time capsule to because they got they stopped getting patched oh yeah, yeah so if yeah. you go back and play them in, in bot matches because the servers are dead just you'll experience it. the game as it was way in the past which yeah. is kind of an interesting function hmm. uh hmm. for csgo on those old consoles but nevertheless let's get into 2013 um, this i think might be the best year of the decade i think it may be uh, we'll see i don't know I, this this year like i'm telling it is you. back to back um absolutely the incredible games there there are at least two masterpieces in this year yep i agree so um i mean just just that is i think enough uh but then there are some some other games that you're like wait that came out this year too yeah. you know so so the two masterpieces and at least one of them is my favorite game of the decade um the last of us which i think is the best game mm. i think it's one of the best games ever made yeah um and Grand Theft Auto Five. Yes. Um, both just absolutely stellar games. I mean, like, like they they stand head and shoulders above 
almost any of the games that came previously in the decade. Um, and probably most of the games that came after it. What's crazy is that The Last of Us is a game where people point to and they say, this is a game that like you just have to experience. Yeah. Uh, it's a PlayStation exclusive. And every time I go back to revisit it, I have not finished it. And, and it's my own fault because I'm playing on the hardest difficulty. Yeah, because it's I'm, hard. It's really hard. I'm a hard. dummy. But going back and playing it, it, it captures the same visceral feeling as Hotline Miami. Yeah. Um, at least at the difficulty that I'm playing it on. I'm sure no matter what difficulty fits your play style, you'll get that same feeling. Um, but it's grounded. It's not like mm. artistic. It's, it is artistic. It's not uh, over the top. It's, it's brutal. Like yeah, the game is just, really is. is just, it's depressing. Like it's, it's depressing, but it has so much heart and warmth between a father figure and a daughter character kind of, I mean, they're not father daughter, but you get that sensation, right? Yeah. And their relationship, you know, really, it's super well-written. It's amazing. Um, and it's, it's like one of those games where it's, it's one of those stories where you experience it and you feel like you're going on this long journey. Yeah. You know, it's the same reason people like Lord of the Rings where it's like, you're just stuck with these characters. They're going through this hard thing or you, or you look at Harry Potter, you see their evolution. This is like a game version of a story where you just get so invested yeah. in what's happening. And, and and you get to the end and you haven't yet, but you get to the end and, and it just like at the same time it crushes you and it, it like, there's something about it that, that is just like so satisfying it as is far not, as the story goes. Yeah, it is not exiled to the PlayStation 3. Nope. It is on the PlayStation 4. The it's remastered gorgeous. edition. It literally comes with every PlayStation, yeah, basically. You buy it and they give it to you. Play it. Play it's it. great. Yeah. Um, Grand Theft Auto V, I've said a lot about it. The more I think about it, it is the campaign, the single player, is raunchy, dirty uh, Tarantino satire. Yeah. Um, it's making fun of everything. It doesn't pull any punches. Um, and it's fun. And it's, it's so very, fun. It's very fun and and very inappropriate. It's still fun. Like the the when it came to console or when it came to PS4. Um, the thing that I, I played it then. This game, I I don't know how to like because you sometimes sometimes I show it to people and they're like, this is horrible. Like how dare someone play a game <laughs> like this? The second I hand them the controller, they are laughing their heads off. Yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. You're like, oh my gosh, I just I just ran over someone in a car, <laughs> and and like I I one of the best experiences I had with this game was a few years back. I was in L.A. Um, with my girlfriend Jules and her dad and we were basically like we had a place to stay that was house sitting for a dog we were watching a dog there and uh, Jules and her dad were out doing music stuff but they had a PlayStation 4 there and I was like well GTA 5 is one of the games <laughs> I have on download I'm going to download it and I'll play it while they're out doing music yeah. stuff and when they come back so they came back and I gave uh, her dad the remote <laughs> And and he was like, this is this is you know this is such a horrible looking game. Like, how could you play something like this? This is why we have so many like shooters and stuff. <laughs> I hand him the controller within like thirty seconds. He's laughing his head off. He's like, how do I? How, he's like, how do I steal a car? How do I? How do I? Uh, I want to drive it as fast as I can through Hollywood. You know, like because he knows L.A. too. Yeah. And he yeah. was getting a kick. He's like, this is just like like where we are. You know. Yeah. And he was he was. So into it when we got home, he wouldn't stop talking about the game. 
for like he doesn't even play video games yeah he's like i need to get that game in this house like how do i get that and i was like all right man relax so it's not you know don't be a psycho but it, it just proves how silly and fun the game is and if you're really invested in the game there's a multiplayer element that is ex- still it yeah. is way bigger now than the actual game and it's literally still going like they're still releasing content for it there's still it's, tons of people playing it's it. nuts yeah and this game came out seven years ago okay yeah <laughs> like that's nuts it's already it's the only i think it's has it outsold tetris yet it's the only it's like right behind tetris i think it's i think it's it may be the highest selling game ever there's a reason yeah and, and you've heard of it and, and, and look the a lot of the other grand theft auto games you know they're kind of like sort of serious crime you know uh crime games and you know they have they have a more serious tone um this game is ridiculous it's utterly silly. It's yeah. so fun. The side missions are insane. The random quests that you can go on oh, are they're insane. Just, they're goofy. They're super um, goofy. And the, the whole game, like, I think everything, you know, you hear the name Grand Theft Auto, and I think there's a certain picture that, that comes to people's mind. This game is, is like, off the charts ridiculous. What I also so wanna, fun. What I also want to say, if you can get through all the inappropriate stuff in the game, um, it's, you know, it is dirty, right? If you can get past that, what you're going to find is a love letter to classic action. Yes. Uh, especially the films. There's straight up a scene that rips off Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. Um, there's a ton of like infused 80s, um, action in it. Uh, literally Michael, one of the characters, it's just, a, uh, he's just a ripoff of, who's the character in Lethal Weapon? Who's that actor? Mel Gibson. Yeah. He's basically just supposed to be drunk, yeah, rich, bored Mel Gibson, which is just too funny, okay? And the heists are cinematic and super fun and the, um, there's just so many weird like cultural callbacks. Like there's a, <laughs> there's literally a level where you invade a uh, company called Life Invader, which is supposed to represent Facebook. <laughs> Facebook, yeah. <laughs> and you ha- you're posing as an IT guy, and you're stealing a cell phone uh, that's like a prototype. Yeah. And it's stuff like that where it's like the setup is just comical. It's you know, yeah, it's so and, funny. It, and it gives the writers um, just so much liberty in the satire that they can write in. Yeah. The game is super smart. There's so many fun callbacks. There's a mission where you like drive a uh, James Bond car mm, offset yeah, yeah, that yeah. one's super yeah, fun that's fun um yeah i it's, mean there, there's been a lot said about the game but it's like, fantastic yeah uh well it's we, still worth playing still worth going back and playing yeah but 2013 crazy bioshock infinite came out the also tomb fantastic tomb raider reboot so fantastic uh, assassin's creed black F- uh, flag didn't play it um one of the best assassin's creed games if you love pirates Check it out. I think I played 15 minutes and then I got stuck on geometry yes, and yes. I stopped. <laughs> Another trailing mission, but it, for what it is, it is very cool. Um, um, I put, again, this, so Battlefield 4 might be the, the game that I've sunk the most time into in the decade. Oh, yeah. Still, I, I uh, maybe, I think 2018, 2018, I, it was my highest played game. <laughs> Battlefield 4 is a, I, I mean, forget the campaign. It is just such a fun sandbox. It's so good. Yeah. The the multiplayer is so good. And I wish, I wish the PC version, um, I wish the, the servers were more populated. They're not. 
Yeah. It's, and, yeah, and that sucks. We're waiting for a Battlefield game yeah. like that yeah. again. I, I want that again. I, I haven't heard the same experience. I've again. heard things about it. I never played it. Papers, Please is about running a border. Uh, <laughs> it's an indie game. Oh, Guacamelee. Yeah. Guacamelee is a big indie game that came out uh, mm. along with Rogue Legacy, which Cameron and oh, I love. So good. One of the best uh, indie games I think if I've ever played. If you have a Vita, and nobody does, but if you have a Vita. <laughs> if you have um, a PS4, too. But but I think Rogue Legacy is almost if, best if experience. If you don't have a Vita, Vita, which most people sure, don't. Yeah. So. But if you have a PlayStation 4, play this game. It, it is like so much fun. It's ridiculous. It's silly. It's stupid. And it's like kind of low stakes until you get really good at it. If and you, then, it, and yeah. then it's like really insane. If you don't know, Roguelike is, a, is like a... It's a game where procedurally generated levels are created... And usually the process is that you die and then you have to go back to the beginning. Yeah. But you're a little bit stronger because of the items you got in your exploit war. Rogue Legacy takes that, but with a comical spin where you keep entering a, a haunted castle or like this this evil castle. But when you die, you then come back as an ancestor to the person who died in the castle. Yeah, so it's like so your, cute. your lineage and then you 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 have money. You get money every time. Inheritance um, from the person that died. Like, it, it, but you can't you can't enter the castle with the money. So you, so every time it resets. Right. Um. And it's just ah, it's just so good. It's really fantastic. Yes. Um. We should move on. Yeah. To 2014. Let's do it. Uh. 2014. Eh. Kind of underwhelming. To well, be it's it's where the the new consoles are starting to kick in their stride here. Yeah. Um. Surprisingly, the Google list has some standouts that I had sort of forgotten about. Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor. Love that game. It's so good. I had forgotten about it. It is excellent. I had a corrupted save file with it, but mm, it is yeah, a great game. In the same vein as like uh, Batman, except yeah. you're, a, you're an Aragon clone. And you just decapitate orcs, and it's just so fun. It's pretty... And the, vo- and the voice actors for the orcs, it's just excellent. Awesome. Yeah. And and the the system, what is that called? The um, Nemesis system. The, nemes- the Nemesis system. Um, like all of the orcs are, are have a memory of you. So if you attack one... Um, and you know, let's say you kill it, but then another one rises through the ranks and it remembers you killing its leader, you know, and it's just stuff like that. It's like really fun, well-detailed game. I I loved it. Far Cry 4, uh, came out that year. I I forgot to mention that Dark Souls 1 came out in 2011. Yeah. Uh, Dark Souls 2 came out in 2014. Dark Souls 1, love it. Uh, there's a lot to be said about that. That is one of those games that loves to challenge you. Um, but it, it has the first game has this dark Zelda vibe that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Um, but I just wanted to shout out them Dark Souls games, very good. The second one, eh, the third one, excellent. Bloodborne, really good. I so couldn't good. beat it. Sekiro, I gave up instantly. <laughs> uh, I, there's only so much I can take of those games, but you know, if you haven't checked out a from software game, you want a challenge, you're ready for a challenge, check them out. What would you say, Demon Souls or Dark Souls One? Nah, Dark Souls One. Dark Souls One and then is my Dark favorite. Souls Three. Then Dark Souls Three, and then I'm split between Bloodborne and Sekiro. They kind of felt the same to I me. I say do Bloodborne. I think it's not accessible, but it's definitely 
more accessible they're very, in my mind. They're difficult but fair. Yes, exactly. And, that, and, and that's what's even more infuriating is because you only have yourself to blame. Yep. yep. Uh, even though it feels like the game is cheating you, you know that it's you. Yeah, that sucks. 100%. Right. Uh, Destiny 1 came out. Such a divisive game. Uh, and Destiny 2 has a, a uh, redemption story that we won't get into. Uh, people enjoy Destiny 2 now. They've split from Activision, Bungie's endeavor for a social world shooter. Destiny 1 was a game that I really, really wanted to love. Mm. And even after it came out, I forced myself to play it because it was the closest thing I'd get to Halo on PlayStation. I will say I have very good, fond memories of playing some of the raids, um, which are like super hard, big missions. Uh, specifically, I built a class around trying to beat Crota's End on a solo run through, abusing an invisible power. Um, if you've played Destiny, you might know what I'm talking about. But. Mm. Um, that was, there was something special about it. And I, and I would say that the art style and the music from, uh, Martin O'Donnell or yeah, good old Marty, who's been fired from Bungie really made the first game have something, uh, unique about it. Although there's no content and I don't recommend going back and playing it. Yeah. Um, people miss some of the things of destiny one and it seems like the team at Bungie is trying to implement some of those things back. Uh, the things I miss from the first game would be the big team battles, which don't exist anymore. The multiplayer is boring. The Crucible sucks in <laughs> Destiny 2. I don't care what people say. The Crucible was better in Destiny 1. It was the only redeemable thing about the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the raids. But if you're not into Destiny now, you might never be. So yep, I, that's I, me. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know what else to say about it. Um, and I'd say the last one. The OG Titanfall, which uh, didn't only came out on Xbox, so it was kind of stranded there. Um, you played it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's, I, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I like Titanfall play, too. Play Titanfall too. Play if you Titanfall too. Yeah. yeah. Um, last few things from 2014 uh, that are worth mentioning: the Master Chief Collection. Uh, this was just kind of a year of letdowns. Uh, Master Chief Collection failed yeah. Yeah. Uh, miserably. Infamous Second Son came out. Cameron and I both love this game. Um, I platinumed it. I wish I didn't because I'd like to go back, but there's no reason for me to go back. Yeah, there's literally nothing to do. Um, The game doesn't have great replay value. Sunset Overdrive. um, I hear is excellent. Yep. uh, It's cool. I I played a little bit of it. Shovel Um, Knight. Yes, great indie game. So good. I played that on Vita. Alien Isolation. If you're looking for a uh, Switch game, I actually hear Alien Isolation port is excellent. It looks even better than the PlayStation 3 and wow. Xbox One version. Okay. I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> but apparently, it, according to Digital Foundry, they're blown away with the port. All right. Um, if you love Alien, check it out. Cool. Uh, and then Wolfenstein, the new order. Let's move on to 2015, which is a great big year. So good. Yes. You might know a little game called The Witcher 3. Excellent. It's, now, my, it's one of my favorite games of the decade. Yep. 100%. Uh, Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Pain. Probably one of, yeah, I'd actually say, wow. Yeah, one of my favorite games, I think. So good. I, I mean, Phantom Pain is is the ultimate, like, um, well, I, I would say Phantom Pain and the reboot of Hitman are the ultimate in, like... Tactical espionage. Well, well, not just that, but it's, like, it's a sandbox in the way that, like, they give you mechanics, they give you tools, 
and then they just let you they just let you do it and they're like they're like yeah there's so many ways you could you could go about this mission we don't really care just just do whatever you want you know? i love how what it brings me back to is besides all the weird kojima stuff in it like the flaming whales and the floating guys at the beginning of the game. And the, 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 the ninety minute intro. Yeah, yeah, the ninety minute intro sucks. Okay. Just get <laughs> it's hard. It, okay. Get through it. As soon as you get past that, the game becomes you get to be a little kid playing Army Man. Yes. Yes. And a hundred percent. And that is is so fun. It, it is, is nuts. It is like I want to. I'm going to steal this tank. I'm going to call in a tank. I'm going to bring in a helicopter. I'm going to ride in a horse on a gun. Yes. I'm going to. I got a bazooka. You know, like let's just. It, it is dumb fun. It's the closest thing to something like uh, Battlefront Two to remind me of uh, like when we would pl- me and me and my older brother would like dump out all of the Star Wars toys yep um, and just like mash them together you know when we were like seven years old eight years old and it was just like that that that's the Phantom Pain is like the closest to that that I've if you can get I've past seen. that 90 minute intro yeah. check it out if you could get past the weird stuff yeah in the game there's there is some weird stuff there's a lot of weird uh, stuff. my f- one of my favorite mechanics in the game is how they let you zoom in the camera by clicking in the uh, the right stick yeah and not for the gross reason you're thinking of if you played the game um, but I love how you can totally make every cutscene look like the office which <laughs> is so good it's yeah. super funny because you can wiggle the the uh the camera around if you want so you can move the shot a little bit and zoom <laughs> so every shot like ocelot will be talking snake like, zoom in. yeah and i'm just like zooming in the camera and doing a so bunch of crazy the, the game is so fun it's really fun to revisit um we're running out of time so i'm going to talk a lot faster here uh, Super Mario Maker came out in 2015. Another Tomb Raider game came out. Um, Until Dawn, great game for oh, so good. A, a gamer that uh, hasn't really played video games. It's this inter- is a great game for couples. Interactive horror movie. Yes. If you're interested exactly. in that, it's I mean, well worth playing. Yeah, you sit back, you make choices. I think it would be a great Halloween party game, actually. Yeah, I agree. Uh, everybody's screaming answers and whatnot. Uh, we already talked about this, but Bloodborne is fantastic. I think it's a, a game that is well worth the challenge. I loved it. Um, Fallout 4, I put a lot of time into it. I really did. Um, and I kind of don't have fond memories of it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I don't, yeah. Fallout 4. There, there were some there were some important stuff that came out this year. Uh, EA's Battlefront original. What oh. a what a fart it, well, that was. Oh. Uh, Mortal Kombat X. Um, oh, great game. Yeah, really, really fun. So good. Mortal Kombat came back strong this decade. I'd say all three, the 2010 reboot, Mortal Kombat X and 11 are all pretty great games. I actually think Mortal Kombat 9 is like a fantastic fighting game. Yeah. It is I, like insanely good. I think that the Mortal Kombat games and the Injustice games yes. are great. Yes. NetherRealm does a great job with them. If you're so looking good. for a fighting game, those are my preferences uh, to go to. I'm not a Street Fighter guy. I played Dying Light this year <laughs> and Dying Light came out in 2015. I really enjoyed it. I thought I got to a certain point where I was like, this is literally impossible. I don't <laughs> I don't know how I could do this. Uh, but I think f- I think it's a really fun um game it's challenging uh it really makes you like it really stresses like okay you need to play this the way that that it was designed to play you know like you have to you have to learn about the grappling mechanics you have to learn about parkour you have to learn about like melee combat and like do this correctly or else you're gonna die you know but it's a fun open world it's really interesting yeah and the sequel's coming out this year yeah and a lot of people swear by it yeah 
Um, one of my favorite mobile games. I can't believe I'm saying this. You need to play this mobile game. If you don't have it, buy it. It is a buy. You have to purchase the game. <laughs> it's worth it. Downwell. Um, I really enjoy this game. Uh, I don't really know what to say besides it's a really beautiful black and white pixel art style. Mm. And it's great. And uh, Rainbow Six Siege came out in 2015, which yeah. has great long life. Um, yeah. It has been supported yeah. and continues to impress. Holla Let's move on. Yeah, Holla Mami 2. Yeah, not, not very good. Play the first one. First one. 2016, huge year. Big year. Uh, this Like, it just... You can see that games quality uh, is just going up and up. Now, so the, the number of AAA games has shrunk, but the quality of AAA games stands strong. Overwatch um, came out in 2016. I put too much time into this game. I love Overwatch. It's it's your most played game of the decade. I, right? I think so. Yeah, I think. I mean, maybe Black Ops one. Maybe Black Ops one. Yeah, uh, Uncharted: A Thief's End. So good. Really great. So good. Such a good ending for that. For that franchise. Cinematic story, kind of the same. Yeah. Yeah. I had so much fun with that game when it came out. Uh, Titanfall 2. We mentioned earlier. Um, really awesome first-person shooter from Respawn. The campaign impressed me by level four. Mm. So if you if you love a first-person shooter campaign, you'll really enjoy it. Uh, really awesome mechanics in that. And feels great to play. Another shooter that's incredible to play is Doom. Oh, it's so good. I, I, can, I can nerd out about Doom. Doom is my... Is, Again, I think it might be my f- third favorite game of the decade, actually. Doom is excellent. It's so good. It was one of those games I picked up for $16 at GameStop, and I was like, I've been wanting to play this. People keep singing about it. Like, it, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's good. And from the minute I started playing it, mm. I was hooked. Yeah. It yeah. is frenetic. Uh, it is challenging when you start playing it. But it's one of those games where it's like, it's fair. And it's just crazy fast. It's so fast. Yeah. And you, you, you get to a place where you're like, I am a legend. I am an absolute legend. I am the Doom Slayer. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, Hitman. I love this game. I played it this year or maybe last year. I don't know. Um, I think this game is such a fun sandbox. If you like, if you like, like stealth games, this is probably the best stealth game uh, one of the best stealth games of the decade, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to mention? You know, there was a lot that came out. Um, I'm the Division. Yeah. Uh, super Hot. I played that this year too. That Super Hot's really, really good. Really fun. Um, Dark Souls Three came out. Yeah, you mentioned that. No Man's Sky farted. So did The Last Guardian. Ugh. Um, really kind of disappointing there. The Last Guardian. That's a crazy story. If if no if you haven't heard of this. It is an insane story. Go look. I it don't up. know how it came out. Yeah. Um, Gears yeah. of War four flat. Watch Dogs two flat. Although it was fun to see their rendition of San Francisco. It was fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think we can move on. Yep. Twenty seventeen. I, I think this year sucks. Gotta really? be honest. Let's hear I think it. it does. Um. I think I only played one of these games. Basically. See, this is where I Nint- played Horizon Nin- Zero Dawn, and that's it. Nintendo took the throne yeah. for me. Uh, Breath of the Wild and Super Mario Odyssey are the reasons to own a Switch. They are worth it. I think that Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild... um, I I don't even know where to start with it. It is a masterpiece for me. And what I love about the game is that there is no wrong way to play it. Hmm. It is so open-ended. 
it's one of those games where it sets the rules. I think this is a game you could approach even if you don't play a lot of video games. And you, it's, it's, I, like, what what is it called when you design, like, door handles, Cameron? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, it's, like, the design of, of holding something so it feels good. Do you know what I'm uh, talking about? Sure, yeah. What uh, is that ta- called? Tactile? Like- no, 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 no. Um, oh, man, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's not eugenic. Mm. I. It's definitely not eugenics. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's well. Anyways, All look right. it up. <laughs> um, don't look it up. People. What am I thinking of? It's like there's an engineer design. Um, something there. There's. I'm. Anyway, we need to. We need to move on. I know we need to move on. I'm just saying, Breath of the Wild is a masterpiece. Mm. Um, Resident Evil Seven. Is 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 terrifying. I, I don't want to play it because it's scary. <laughs> um, Cuphead, really interesting art. Uh, if you like classic cartoons, mm. uh, it's supposed to be hard but fun. Um, Did you play Horizon when it came out? Yes, it's it's really fun. I think Horizon is great, especially if you love sci-fi. Yeah, and that world really captures your attention. It's really interesting the the like action mechanics of it. The fact that like it, there's so many ways to approach a battle, basically, where where you're like, okay, well, I've got these fire arrows, I can tripwire these people, you know, I've got grenades, I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump around, and it, th- there was just something like really fun about the combat, um, and you're you're taking down these like, um, uh, r- like robot animals, basically, um, and it's it's just a really interesting game, a lot of a lot of fun. I I I really liked it when it came out. I also played Middle Earth Shadow of War. That was pretty good too, although I kind of fell off um, halfway through. Uh, it didn't keep my interest as well as the first one did. Um, I also, another game I picked up this year, Total War Warhammer 2. Really? Yeah. What was it? What is that? It's a strategy game. Um, basically, you, you're like a command, you're a general um, commanding these different troops and, you know, you're trying to. It's like civilization, but a little more hands-on, um, a little bit more f- battle-focused, and so like you control different armies and um, you know place them on the battle, and it's 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 fun if you like um, if you like that kind of game. Not not ever again. Totally not accessible. It's like really complicated. You forgot to mention one of the biggest games, Civilization. Oh, I don't um, know. That would be Fortnite. Oh, gosh. Now Fortnite was released in a state that didn't have a battle royale. Yeah. If you know. Uh, it looked like a boring Plants vs. Zombies ripoff. Um, you would build stuff and shoot zombies. There's a PvE element that uh, some people still play. It's called Save the World. Um, but around the end of the year into the new year, the battle royale beta was kind of pushed out, and it really took off the spring of 2018. Mm. Now, 2018 is a huge year again. Uh, so one of the huge. one of the best games, uh, masterclass, I think, is Red Dead Redemption Two. Amazing. Um, slow, cinematic, incredible character writing. It feels like you're watching and interacting with, like, like a giant TV series. Yeah, basically. yeah. And yeah. and it, and if you love western styling, it is it is 
so cool. It's just cool. And you get like, to, the, I don't, you get I don't to the end of that game. Like if you if you put in the like sixty hours or whatever, I did seventy hours. I I did too. You get to the end of that game, and the the conclusion is just like, wow! It's like unbelievably good. And then there's there's an epilogue. There's another like ten hour epilogue. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> and you're is like, just what in the world? Nuts. Yeah. I I don't even know how they packed in so much single player stuff and something about the Red Dead games. The I mean, the ending of the first one is epic. Yeah. And the second game kind of captures that same feeling where it's just like, by the end of the, like, I don't even like single player games, Cameron. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't play them that much. Yeah. But Red Dead 2 kept my attention till the end. Yeah. And it made me wish that they added the first game into the second game. Yeah, like, me too, kind of. Like, I just. But that's like so much. You, you understand. After, it's like so It's like much. after 80 hours, how could I still want more? I don't know. Yeah. But I beat the epilogue and I started just riding around. Yeah. And you're like, I was like, I can't, it can't be over. I just want to play. I, I just, just want to keep playing. I want to keep riding around. There's an online thing that's expanding. I don't yeah. care about it. Yeah. This, it was like, I was just so into the world of it. Um, the characters and the, the design. And it just is like, and it's the most like neurotic. It's one of the most neurotic games I've ever played where you're like, okay, if you go here, and you look down on the, uh, at the grass, and you press a certain button, you can track an animal, and then there's like a star system, there's a ranking system for the for the animals, like how good the pelts are, and then you can turn that into hats, and you're like, you're like this is the most like, like tiny, minute it's thing. It's borderline simulation. It, it is, it yeah. is. And you could do, you could do like almost anything in this game. Um, and, and, and there's so much to do, and you walk around. I like. I played poker for for probably three hours. <laughs> you know, and it's like it's like how is there how is this game so packed? Yeah, I, the packed. only flaw that I'd have is is we played it on base PS4. Yeah, and it started to chug. Chugs. Uh, the the PC version is supposed to be run great, and uh, I kind of want to get it on PC. The pro versions. I want to revisit it. Yeah, and try to go for the platinum on next gen with backwards compatibility. Yeah, Here's hoping that uh it's going to be backwards compatible. Yeah. Um other games of 2018 uh I don't care about Monster Hunter but there was God of War. Oh, so good. Um it's fantastic. Another game where the story is just like impeccable. It's like it's like unbelievably well made. I didn't Beautiful pl- I didn't play any of the other God of Wars and I love this one. Yeah, me too. Um you you it does that thing where like 10 minutes in, you might have a small understanding of who Kratos is, but you don't really need to know right, because right. you understand the characters instantly. Yeah. Like that's great storytelling. And on top of that, the gameplay is super well designed. It's way better than the button matching old God of yeah. War style. And it still retains that same feeling, you yeah. know, um, Marvel Spider-Man came out. Excellent from insomniac. This is the reason Sony bought, uh, insomniac this game sold like hotcakes. Yeah, you, so like, yeah, I, who doesn't want, like I, here was my experience with Spider-Man. I played 10 minutes of it at a friend's house the weekend it came out. Uh, they rented it from Redbox and I was like, how do I swing around the city? <laughs> it took me a minute to figure it out and I was in love with it. I was like, I love swinging around the city. Yeah. I need this game. I like went and bought it right after that. I yeah. was like, I just want to swing around forever. And 
yeah, I'm like super close to platinum. I lent it to another friend because I was like, you just got to play this. Mm. Um, it's it's great. And one of my favorite games uh, that that is just, it does it so much justice. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So good. Um, everyone's here. That's yeah. all that needs to be said. It's the best Smash Brothers. I it haven't is. even played the single player stuff. Yeah. Who cares? I just want to fight. You know, like it is my favorite fighting game by far. Um, yeah, I think if you go to one, this is the one to go to. Now, the old the old Smash Bros, but like for me, this game makes every other Smash Bros game irrelevant. Yeah, this, a little bit. Yeah. This is the king. This is the one you need. Melee, respect. Okay. I put hours into Brawl. I don't need to care about Brawl. Anymore yeah, no. Because Ultimate. Brings everybody from Brawl. Yeah. I just cared about Snake, dude. I want to play Snake. Now I can play Snake on Ultimate, and it's great. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I love the '64 Smash Brothers. I, I, it's like it's got a really nostalgic place in my heart. But this game is like, is it's incredible. There's there's nothing like it. Basically, it brings everything that you loved from all of them, and it it just it's it it is like when you say Smash Brothers, like this is what you think of now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's defining. Definitely. Um, I played Far Cry 5. I thought it was good. You know, it's all right. We also Story played Battlefield okay. 5. Yes, that which, is true. Which is a little bit of a mix. I thought Battlefield 1, which we forgot to mention in yeah. 2018, was excellent. 20, 2016, I think. No, I think it was 20, 17 or 18. Yeah, something. Oh, this is 18. Yeah. It was 17. Yeah. 2017. Are you sure? I think it was 2016. I don't know, but you can play it now if you want. <laughs> I think Battlefield 1 is better. Uh, and we already mentioned Detroit Become Human. That came out in 2018. It was free on PlayStation Plus uh, a few months back. It is so good. It is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's almost nothing like like this game. And I would say that 2019 has been a really excellent game uh, year for games as well. We're it just going to sum it up. Uh, Sekiro won the Game Awards Game of the Year. That game's brutal. <laughs> if you don't play games, <laughs> avoid at all costs. Yes, do not play this. Um, I played a little bit of it and it was hard um control it's good actually if you play a game i would recommend resident evil 2 the really? remake is so fantastic i played it with jd this is a game to play with someone or because i'm scared you know that's why i played it <laughs> i was so scared that i was like i need to play this with someone thank you jd for being there for me we had a great time playing through it yeah uh together we we endured uh, the pain and it is so fun like i i don't even like horror this is one of the best horror games i've ever played and it's it doesn't make you feel helpless but it also makes you feel helpless mm. but you have guns and stuff so it's yeah. like it's it, it, you it, have to be like really like intentional about it yeah it's it's great yeah. it's really really fun yeah and i have a uh, star wars jedi fallen order which i'm about 60 percent through really enjoy the game uh, super impressed with respawn this year. They also put out Apex Legends, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that is actually like the best uh, battle royale game, Apex Legends. It's so fun. It's really good. Yeah, a and the the music is awesome. The like atmosphere is awesome. I I like Apex Legends. I think it's fun. Um, Death Stranding came out this year, which I'm playing through right now. Yes. Um, I don't really have a definitive opinion on it, whether I like do it or not. Do you like it so far, though? I do. I do. I love the atmosphere, and I love how it, it's so gorgeous. Yeah, I it mean, really is. I mean, it's the prettiest game I've ever seen. I just got to the wind farm. 
How far? Okay, I got. I'm a little bit past that. Okay, yeah. So I'm I'm trucking back to the main city right now. Yeah, I got past. I got there to the main city. That was a hard trek. Really, really hard. It's oh, brutal. Actually, man. I'm I'm like I've taken a lot of stuff on my back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a part of me has heard that if you get stuck in chapter three, you're never getting through the game. Really? So I hear that as soon as you get to chapter three, just speed run the main mission. Oh, Do okay. not play anything else because apparently the game really opens up at that point hmm. and you can get, you can sink 20 hours into chapter three. Wow. And they, okay. and there's like 11 chapters in the game. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah, hurry yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot, a lot of good stuff came out this the year. The Outer Worlds. Yep. We, we mentioned about it. that. Yep. Really good. Uh, I hear incredible things about Disco Elysium. This is a classic RPG text game, mm. and it proves uh, Outer Worlds is outdated. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, Disco Elysium's like if if you are a fr- like fond of these classic you know text based um, RPG games, I I don't have an interest in it. Yeah, but. People swear by this game. They say it's one of the best games they've ever played. Every minute choice leads into the next. Mm. And it even comes to the point where your character is warping based on your choices. So, like, if you're too um, self-degrading, your character's thoughts... Degrading? Uh, sorry. Deprivating? De- yes. That's deprecating? What I mean. Depre- yes. Self-deprecation. <laughs> if you are indulging in that in the game... Right, mm. your character's thoughts begin to mimic that, hmm. and you start like like someone was talking about it, and they said, "I was listening to the Giant Bombcast, and one of the guys said like I was I, I was trying to kind of play like in my own style, right? And my character like my character was kind of beating himself up, making fun of himself, and eventually like a text box popped up and said." You never thought well of yourself. You're nothing. You've always screwed up ever since your wife left you. Not like nothing's been good. Mm. And and it was like this super long detailed paragraph. And he was like, I choked up because some of the things in that paragraph really made me feel like I was thinking that, Mm. you know? And he was like, I'd never seen a game like interact with me so accurately. Interesting. So I hear good things. If that's something you're interested in, um, modern warfare, we love it. Fantastic. Platinumed it. Uh, best Call of Duty since Black Ops, in my opinion. 100%. Um, I agree. Untitled Goose Game is one of those games to play with your girlfriend uh, <laughs> or boyfriend. Borderlands 3 is fantastic. Yep. Did uh, we talk about Did we, we like, we like put, had a whole episode about that, right? I don't know. I don't know. I loved it's Gears great. 5. I played it. Mm-hmm. Um, I Getting around to Luigi's Mansion 3, I, I haven't done it yet, but I hear good things. And, and I. I have down. I have Days Gone. It's there on my console. I'm gonna play it. I just need to get through Death Stranding. Uh, yeah, I've played some of Days Gone, and and it's good. It's yeah. good. Okay, Cameron, we are way past seventy minutes. We're at, we're at it. We um, gotta go. I, think, I gotta go. I know. I'm sorry. Um, we've kind of given a full breakdown, but let's talk about uh, just to wrap up and conclude this episode. What are our games of the decade? If you didn't hear it clearly from our rundown. Uh, Cameron, do you have a list here? Uh, yeah, I think I do. I just want to check and see if I... Oh, yeah. I forgot a big one, actually. For me, um, I think Overwatch, because I put so much time into it, is one of my games of the decade. Uh, thinking back to my high school, junior high days, I'm really attached to Black Ops and Uncharted 3 and Battlefield 3, 4. Those, uh, 
those games just are a standout. Like they they bring me back to a time. They're very linked to nostalgia. Um, Doom is one of the best designed games I've played. Yeah, it's intense. Uh, Legend of Zelda and Super Mario Odyssey are so unoffensive. They are one of the and, and they're flawless. Yeah. I, I I do think they're flawless, and they're for anybody. Too, which just blows me away. Nintendo continues to knock it out of the park, and I think Super Smash Bros. Ultimate uh, only adds to that. I think that game is incredible. And finally, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Hands down. So incredible. Oh, I forgot to mention, because Rockstar, GTA 5. I, I just ranted fantastic. about it. It's, it's yeah. fantastic. So, yeah, yeah my I list. think my five, I have my top five. Um, and from first to last, it's The Last of Us, Red Dead Redemption 2, Doom, The Witcher 3, and these might be interchangeable depending on the day, but either Batman Arkham City or Battlefield 4. Just put them both on there. Whatever. Who cares? That's six, but... Those are the... It doesn't matter. Mine wasn't five or ten sure. or whatever. Yeah. Hey, we're out of time. So thank you for listening to uh, Everything Comes From Something. Check out some of those games. Um, again, if you if you like what we're doing here, check us out at patreon.com slash podcast, and we will see you next week. Everything Comes From Something is currently 100% fan-funded by listeners like you, and we wanted to shout out our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you guys for supporting the show at the highest level. If you want to support Everything Comes From Something, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast, where you can give a couple bucks our way and get access to our exclusive monthly podcast that is released at the end of the month on the platform through an RSS feed. If you don't have a few dollars, Again, tell a friend, tell some family about the podcast. That is how a show like this grows, and you can give us a rating on iTunes. We appreciate you guys so much, and we will see you next week.